you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado and South Carolina beer districts, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the oldest running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over one million times all over the globe and throughout the universe. We are on the air and everywhere and hurled worldwide on all of your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. A big shout out and thank you to every one of you that bought a Trail Show hoodie. We sold a lot more than we thought we would, so thank you dearly. Also, Trail Show now has an official mailing list. It only took us 10 years to have a mailing list. If you want to be the first to know when new shows drop and new merch goes live, sign up by clicking the subscribe mailing list tab at thetrailshow.com. I mean, how 2022 and modern are we that we have a mailing list now? Do we're going retro. We're going, we're we're going old school, back. man. Forget about NFTs. We got a mailing list. External wow. frame backpacks next. That's right. Trail show branded, <laughs> baby. Also, last but not least, many thanks to Wildland Coffee for sending us some samples of their teabag style coffee. If you hate the taste of instant coffee and cleaning coffee grounds is not your jam, you are going to dig Wildland Coffee. They sent us the medium roast and the extra dark roast to try. Both were delicious because it's real ground Brazilian coffee in tea bags. Joshua listeners get 10% off at wildlandcoffee.co by using code TRAILSHOW10 in all caps. That's wildlandcoffee.co. Thanks for the coffee. Didn't you like that? those coffees, D-Lo? I, I thought they were really good. Oh, I didn't have any of them. <laughs> what? Oh, you didn't I get any? Of them. No. You guys didn't Did get you any get of the, the wildland coffee? No, I didn't get any either. I just oh, that that's you must so funny. Oh, boy. Oh, how interesting. I, I'm oh. surprised, uh, Triple O, because you and I always get all of the trail show Gifts That's that true. are bestowed upon our friends beer. who live in Salida. Like they've got <laughs> beer, they've got coffee, they've got like gummy worms. I don't even know. There's just a lot of wonderful things that make wait, their way to Salida that never ever make it beer. to Boulder or South Carolina for that matter. I will say yeah. that I liked I liked the light roast. Well, yes. That's great. There's I'm really happy for medium you. Roast. I'm sure or medium good. roast. Medium roast, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, I agree with Triple O. I'm sure it was very good. You know what? <laughs> we'll have Zach at Wildland Coffee send you all some. Samples. Wildland Coffee is probably in Boulder. They're not. They're in San Diego, but oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were, and they didn't send me any, and just sent it all to you <laughs> <laughs> from Boulder. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, 
people are afraid to send you things because all you do is rant about the packaging so, yeah we've know, had we've had some complaints in you've the past. brought this upon yourself self-inflicted wounds my friend <laughs> You can send them to South Carolina. They don't care about packaging or that's right. Probably pretty much anything here. You just <laughs> yeah. Oh, send wow. all your peanuts. Wow. Send all your star from peanuts to South Carolina, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's <Yes>. right. <laughs> all right. It's a December to remember. And we've got a very special guest for tonight's trail of the month. A hiker that hasn't been on the show since 2015. So stay tuned for that. POD, can you tell us what is on the menu for tonight? No. Very good. As the lone female, I am taking a break from always setting the table. I feel like these genderized oh. roles oh, do good, not good fit anymore. So, okay. Well, we have. Get your own damn plate. <laughs> Can you <laughs> set have the table? Bio de month. Yeah. We have some trail news. We, of course, have the trail of the month that we just talked about with a super, super special guest. We have audio clips. We have trip reports. We have mailbag. We have a single hotline call. We have a trail tip. Ask a hiker. We probably have some donations. And we have many, many unplanned shenanigans, I'm sure. Gosh, it sounds like just a regular old trail show. Hashtag equality. Hashtag sexism's over. (laughs) Everything's solved. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Hashtag Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Dilo, take it away. Yeah, I'm drinking some red wine that I bought at the liquor store because it was like half off on a Sunday and a Monday. And um, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know because none of that beer that gets sent out to Salida makes it to me. Um, So I don't, I don't really know what the beer of the month is. And I'm going to, I might, you might have to excuse me because I might have to go um, strangle some children real quick. Okay. Don't worry. I'm a good father. I'm a good, loving husband, but I just might strangle some children because it's fun sometimes, you know. But anyways, I don't know. But the beer of the month that I'm going to be drinking later, I'll surprise the listeners. It's probably something local. Uh, I wish it was the casual Jesus because it's we're coming up on Jesus's birthday, and this is a very important time of Dilo, year. Dilo, I'm glad you mentioned the casual Jesus because yeah. that is exactly what I'm drinking. So we got a plethora. Yeah. Of Illinois beers tonight. Oh, I bet Courtesy. you. I bet you it did. I bet you it did. Oh, I betcha. Oh, I yeah, bet you. Bet you. To see oh, into yeah, the new year and everything. I bet you got a whole bunch of that Illinois beer right there at your house. Friend of the trail show, Trevor. Smoke it if you got it. Bowman. Oh, the Bowman. Country. The Bowman was on a cross country road yeah. trip, and I should also mention that he is the co-host of the Adventuring for Mere Mortals podcast. Oh, so check that out. Nice. Which POD but, has been on. Yeah, that's right. Check out POD's episode. I think Twerking the Torch Dirt was, was really good recently. Anyway, uh, Trevor gave us a variety of Illinois beers. I will briefly mention them. Now, we have the Casual Jesus Rye Saison from White Oak Brewing Company. We have the Big Hugs Imperial Coffee Stout from Half Acre Brewing Company. And Dilo, I have set aside some of these 
We have the Hubbard's Cave Fresh <laughs> IPA. He set him aside. He didn't set for him aside. For you. We set him aside. He set him aside for me. He set him aside for himself. Next like Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I got it. I get it. And last but not least, coming in at a whopping, I think this is 15% ABV. Let me. Whoa. Uh, yeah, let Whoa. me clarify. 14.6% ABV. We have the Dasvidanya Bourbon Barrel aged imperial stout from distill brewery and mm. frankly i'm afraid to open this beer this is a beer that needs to be shared with like four people at that abv or so. when pod really needs to go on a bender and really like you one know, can start start yeah. criticizing people that would be a fun time trevor thank you for the beers <laughs> Dilo. we have set aside some of the beers that's great i'll make it out to salida um Someday. Never. Probably not. I would love to come back out. Anytime, man. Anytime. You are welcome to come out anytime. I know I am. <laughs> I know that I am. Dilo, just me. Just know just that me. we've set aside some beers. Just me. Me and only me. I get it. Well, we have a very small house. It's, it's I just know, not. I know, it's I know, it's, I know. it's a tiny home. I know. I know. You live in a tiny home. You're probably sleeping bunk beds. I get it. Yeah. Mm. Murphy beds. That's all we have, yep. man. Is, is like yep. straight out of Three Stooges. All right, POD Trail News. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have Trail News. Here it is. Well, I have uh, two two news stories tonight. The okay. first one is about poop. Hoop? Poop. 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 Falcons. Yep, this is from the Colorado Sun uh, via MacGyver sent this to me. Mm. There's a crappy situation in Colorado's backcountry. Too many pooping hikers. Basically, what's happened is there's always been this poop problem, you know, in the backcountry. And it's, it's been growing, getting exacerbated because of outdoor recreation has become infinitely more popular every year. And then with COVID, that's all you could do is get outside, you know. And so in some places where there's a concentration of outdoor recreation, um, there's like, it's disgusting. There's just poop everywhere and tissue flowers. So uh, these these people, uh, Ice Lab, um, which is based out of Gunnison or Crested Butte, um, these guys came up with this little kit, this poop kit. And the original one had a tiny trowel, a little like... Um, towelette that you you know you put water on and it turns into a tiny towelette but it's just like it looks like a pill like a real hard big pill oh yeah it expands when wet yeah so you you put but it's meant to go in the hole with the poop and some uh, mycelium mycelium tabs and a tiny bit of hand sanitizer the revised kit i think only has the towelette and the mycelium um tablets that are meant to go in with the poop. So the idea is that hmm. the towelette, I think, is also impregnated with something. It's made with cellulose, I think. Yeah. Oh. So those those de- decompose really well, and they also help speed up the decomposition of the the um, the uh, the poo. So yeah, the tiny tiny wooden plugs inoculated with mycelium fungi. So the idea is that you throw those little tabs in with your poop and mix make your poop soup. And then um, they help decompose the uh, the poop. How do we get our hands on some of these? I I don't know. I, I could 
try to reach out to this this guy you tell um, that guy to send the trail show a couple cases i could ask t-dub if she knows him he lives in crested butte and Whoa. you know this is appropriate because because gunnison and crested butte i mean that those are two places that like really got trampled during COVID. even before COVID, it was getting real bad back there but um conundrum hot springs oh God, gross don't even that's disgusting there's no amount of mycelium that's going to fix that <laughs> um, they cleaned it up though with the no they cleaned up conundrum with yeah the okay reservation system sure sure they, they have okay Mm-hmm. They, but they sure. I hope they. I, I haven't been They've up done, there since they imposed they the reservation done. system. But I do hope they put a porta potty up there or something. Otherwise, all bets are disgusting. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you Have you been up there in recent years? I'm not going back up there. I went up there, and I don't need to go back. You've done your time. There's plenty of other cool places to hike, and I don't need to hike to a hot springs with lots of other people. So. But you really do. I'd rather go to a freezing cold alpine lake where there's nobody. <laughs> Song Grace. That's more my style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if people want to get their hands on these mycelium tablets and, and talet mm-hmm. pills, what do they do? You know, How about we post a link? Once yeah, we because I'm not that. sure that they're actually... For sale or available well public because they're they're revamping them they, they didn't give a price point in this article and they didn't say pact is currently putting the finishing design touches on a new light okay. kit the trial has been slimmed down the wipe and mycelium tablets fit inside it and the original one had hand sanitizer and that's gone hmm. the whole kit is about the size of a sheathed skinny knife but maybe i'll follow up with these guys and and Maybe next month I'll have an update. Okay. How about that? that By the way, fantastic. I think Delo's children are are doing something flagrant. And I may have just got a screenshot of what just Ooh, happened. Dead. They found all the tiny hands that Especially the, magically appeared on my front deck one day. They, they found all <laughs> they the get ones. Get that little <laughs> finger out of my nose, boy. Get it out of my nose. I like that he's actually got the middle finger tiny hand <laughs> on his does. middle finger. <laughs> And he's picking dealer. He's picking his father's nose with yeah. it for the little. You can, pick your, you can pick your father. Actually, you can't pick your father. No. But you but can, you pick, can your pick your father's, father's nose. nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, you can't pick your father, but you can pick your father's. You nose. You can't pick your father's nose if he's, yeah. you know, kind wow. to you. Okay, I got Tell another story. story. Please, please. Okay, so this one, pull it up here. This is from Instagram, from the Florida Trail feed. Okay. As folks prepare for the through hiking season, we've been fielding common questions such as, do I need any permits? The answer is yes. If you private, (laughs) public, and military land managers require advanced notification and a permit to cross the land. For the Big Cypress Seminole Indian Reservation, you must sign a release and mail it or submit it through an online form before you hike. The Florida Trail crosses portions of Eglin Air Force Base, an active military installation. Through hikers um, need to contact some guy, Jackson Guard, and the numbers there for special permitting. For all the details on permits and reservations, check out the FTA through hiker guide at floridatrail.org slash through hike slash permits. Very good. So I think I think that the the take home message there is Florida Trail hikers need permits. Yeah. This That's might right. be, and we we kind of talked about the fact that Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. Likely messed up some things in Florida. Might might not be the best bet this year, but I'm sure people are going to go try to hike it anyway. <clears throat> yeah, right? I mean, is the Florida Trail ever a best bet? 
P.O.D. Mm, how dare just you? If, just how if you're hiking you? in only uh, only in August, the Florida Trail is your best bet in the lower 48 in August. That's where you want to be. It's the August yeah. place to be. We've told, a we've podcast, told, we've told all our listeners on the trail show this for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Florida Trail, August. Number Bam. one summer trail. No cold year. lakes. All warm water. And Triple O is from what Florida, so he can speak directly to, oh, yeah. to Florida Trail in the summer I mean, months, right? There's 27 million people in Florida in the summer. They're not there for no reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they're there because their car broke down like 20 years ago. You can you can go to Disney World on the Florida Trail. You can. Ooh, well, that does isn't sound there the, like isn't there a python isn't and there the uh, probably on the Florida Trail. Is there the trail? Epcot alternate route on the Florida Trail? <laughs> Epcot <laughs> alternate. Epcot if you go through oh Epcot, you can literally walk across multiple countries in like a yeah. half hour. Mm-hmm. Like can you so imagine being on cultural. a through hike, like it's by like yourself, enriching? Yeah. And then going to like Disney World or Disneyland or whatever, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Whoa, that would be I mean, sensory. I, I would say that's overload. culturally enriching. You just that's... like roll through Disneyland. Because yeah, I think yeah. you could come in the south side of Disneyland and come in out on the north. You know, so if you're hiking the Florida Trail in a northbound direction, you it, you don't have to retrace your steps when you go through Disneyland. But think in about fact, it. In fact, Animal Kingdom should just have an exhibit that is just through hikers through walking hikers. through. Yeah. <laughs> the people AT can hikers. You can, I can I, like, I, they oh. can. People could come and like watch me clip my filthy toenails. Or, like, I bet you yeah. they'd offer you like a Pull work one for out. stay. You could do like work for stay. You could like roll in to Disneyland and be like, hey, can I work here for a couple of days in the exhibit? And they would feed you and they could go on rides at your mm-hmm. leisure, like towards the you end of the day when people are leaving. You could be a Disney princess. Yeah, you would be an exhibit at Disney yourself. Yeah, put you up, I could be eat. a Disney princess. <laughs> yeah, That makes a, a lot of sense. Darkness. <laughs> this is, this is, along with the I think we're on to something. We should I mean, reach out to Disney. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, A lot of AT hikers go yeah. into New York City yeah. When they hit New York, they take that train in or they get, get their brother means like who wants to go from the Appalachian Trail or from any long trail into the middle of one of the biggest cities in the world or the middle of one of the biggest amusement parks in the United States? Like that ain't for me, but you know, people they got, do that stuff, man. They have good food at Disneyland. You work for stay, man, you know, like you kind yeah. of like, I need to, I need to re-up my calories, you know. <laughs> re-up your calories yeah go buy like a 30 dollar burger it's a good you're not gonna buy it you're not gonna buy it you're gonna work for your stay well then you're gonna buy it you're gonna buy it with your labor that's fine you're just you're just hanging out in the exhibit like lounging out you're like this is what through hikers do when they're not hiking (laughs) (laughs) or you could get you could get up and you could walk around you could be like oh i'm hiking Dilo. by the way i I can't hear your kids down it sounds like they are about to destroy your house like i don't know what's going on back there man but i'm not sure i'm not in charge of them right now i hope they don't destroy our house all right let's move on all right pod any more trail news no that's it. Two stories. I've got a trail news. Thank you. This is a slight <gasps> one for Colorado. Okay. They um, have released a plan recently of how they're going to reintroduce the wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, some have reintroduced themselves, but they did. Re- they have a plan. It's going to call for the reintroduction of thirty to fifty wolves over Ooh. a three to five year time frame, releasing around ten to fifteen wolves annually, and they'll be set free into Colorado's western slope 
with buffers set with neighboring states and some tribal land. Where's wow. my gun? I was how hoping for the how Indian they set Peaks the wilderness. Where D Delo's backyard, the Indian Peaks wilderness. That's where I wanted that release. Yeah. I mean, apparently, they initially, environmentalists were pushing for releasing up to 750 wolves on both sides of the continental divide. So I think, well, I that's think a lot of wolves. Less than they were asking for. I think, yeah, all the 700. The I was like, where, are you, where are you getting them? <laughs> I think all of the Colorado, Colorado ranchers would prefer that the wolves were released on this side of the divide. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In particular, like right on the edge of the urban area, um, I think that's <laughs> yeah. that's where Brainerd all of the Lake, man. from the western, Lake. from everywhere yeah. west of the divide, Chautauqua. would like the wolves to be released, like over here. Um, that's what they would. That's where the wolves. No, should North be. Boulder open Brainerd. space. Yep, yep, totally. Okay, yep. your child is off leash. There's a wolf. <laughs> That would cut down on the dogs yeah. that are running around without it. Right. Supposedly would, trained to come back. By yeah, we wouldn't command. have any. We wouldn't have the rabbit problem that we do here. The, the coyotes would, would disappear too. The coyotes yeah. would disappear. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, there's a lot of benefits from releasing 750 yeah. wolves on this side of the divide. In Boulder County. Yeah. Boulder County, baby. <laughs> I think Boulder open space. Uh, yeah, Boulder, Boulder, prime. Clear Creek County. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. good. There it is. We've got a little bit of time before our guest comes into the room. Well, let's talk about trips. Should we do that, or do you want to hear an audio clip from the German vampire? Oh, okay. No. Let's hear the let's hear the vampire. The you want to hear the vampire? Okay. Yeah. Hi, Trejo. This is the vampire official European correspondent. Um, I'm very late with my review of the Disco Ziploc washing system, and I want to make it a two-part review first part being how to buy ziplocs at all in europe and second part about the washing so first part is it's uh, really hard to, uh, to come by this um, double uh, ziploc freezer bags so at least in poland czech republic slovakia hungary the balkans and uh, germany so i really made it a challenge uh, in every supermarket I went to, I looked uh, through the section and uh, normally you, uh, you uh, like all the time you find only the cheap one-time use uh, plastic bags and not the um, stable um, freezer bags that are really nice uh, for hiking. So um, I only can find them online and they are really expensive. I even tried uh, Delo's tip and I asked uh, the ladies on the street, Disculpa, senorita, donde es la bodega plástico más próximo? Didn't work in the Balkans. Um, so, Dilo, no hay bodega plástico en el uh, Yugoslavia. And so... This uh, part of my review also includes a trail tip. So if you go to these parts of Europe, buy your freezer bags if you rely on them beforehand and send them to you by mail drop. So now to the second part on actually washing your clothes in a big Ziploc bag. I tried it, Disco, and I really think it's a good idea. The only thing is um, I didn't really get the hang of it. So you put in a bit, a bit of soap, uh, uh, not too much water, and then you shake. But when I shake it, it's really hard to keep the bag closed. So it always opens and spills most of the time. So maybe 
you describe your system more in detail and um, yeah, I'll give it another try uh, on my next hike. <laughs> okay, so look, I need to I need to speak I need to speak to German vampires got it all wrong. A, it isn't a Ziploc washing system. So I routinely carry OP sacks that are 12 inches by 20 inches in size. They're rather large. And I, I do that to put my food in at night. Although what I find is that when I leave a town stop, I can't fit all my food in one 12 by 20 OP sack. So I have two, I carry two. And usually at some point, that second one is empty and I can fit all my food into just one. So I've found they're pretty thick and durable. You can put a little Creek water in there and then you move 200 feet away from the Creek or more. And then you put your dirty clothes into the bag with the water and just a couple drops of something like Dr. Bronner's liquid soap. That's all you need. And then you seal the top of the OP sack and you shake. You shake what your mama gave you. Jump with it. And then you just shake. And then you get your hands in. That's right. You, you get it up, Triplo. And then you get your hands in there and you mush it around. The water turns brown. You dump it out. Maybe you do a second a second run. You refill it. You go 200 feet away from the creek. You do it all again. I'm telling you, you're going to walk out of that thing with wet clothes that are clean. And if it's a hot, sunny day, they'll dry quickly. And you'll be... You'll be the cleanest hiker on the trail for at least the next hour. So German vampire, Ziplocs are not what you need. Freezer bags are not what you need. Sandwich bags are not what you need. What you need is 12-inch by 20-inch OP sacks. And I don't know if you can get those in the Balkans, in Sarajevo, or in Germany. I have no idea. You think it works better because the larger bag gets more swirl and swishing going on yeah and i mean to close ratio you could even do it with a pack liner i suppose like if you had a plastic trash compactor bag the only thing is if you're using scented soap like say you're using dr bronner's peppermint or one of the other flavors then you're gonna have a piece of gear that has some kind of scent i don't know if it's gonna attract animals or not but my theory is that if the scent is kept on the inside of an odor-proof sack, then it shouldn't matter because once the sack is sealed, anything on the inside of that sack is odor-proof to outside critters. And so that's my working theory anyway. But it does work well as a laundry bag and to put your food in at night to keep smells down. All right. Dilo, you had a very special trip of the month that I saw on our show sheet. So can we start with you? Sure. It was another rescue, if I'm correct. I didn't really rescue anybody, but here we go. Was it that same lady at the lake that you rescued that one year? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was not. Have you ever wondered what you'd do if you came upon an injured hiker or skier on the trail? Well, a few weeks ago. Uh, what did you just say? Take their food. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's someone's not... got to survive. I mean, right. one right. and no right. one. Right, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. Start over. from the top, Dio. From please. The top peanut gallery. If you could just kind of keep your comments to a minimum until. Oh, that's oh, rich. That's <laughs> rich. Justice. Are you kidding justice. me? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? 
<laughs> All right, look, if you can't keep your commas to yourself, I can't read this, okay? So what do you want? Do you want me to read my trip, or do you want to have lots of comments? It's up to you, P.O.D. You can make the call. Who needs to read? Is this trip fictional? Like, why <laughs> Is are you this a real it? trip? You weren't yeah. there? What's do you have memory issues? Dilo, was this the same lady from the lake you rescued a couple right. years ago? Okay, All right. sorry. I'm just gonna I'm just a gonna lady read in it. a lake is no way to what is it to determine governorship of England. Whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna hit the back. Someone will get that. Don't worry, leave yeah. that. Where are the right. yeah, not because some watery tot threw a sword yes. at you. Thank Did you. the dingo eat your baby? Could you could somebody whack the tube? All right. Have you ever wondered what you'd do if you came upon an injured skier or hiker on the trail? Well, a few weeks ago, that happened to me. I was sidestepping down a particularly steep stretch of trail on the most fun cross-country skiing downhill at Brainerd Lake when I came upon a pair of skiers sitting in the trail. When I asked if they were okay, they said no. Ian had taken a fall and hit his hip on a rock. Tina was waiting with him to keep him warm while he had his third while the third member of their party skied out to call for help. I ended up giving Ian my extra clothes and my thermos of tea, which helped warm him up a bit. There wasn't much else I could do, and with the third member of their party gone to call for help, I skied out. When I arrived at the trailhead less than 10 minutes later, search and rescue was, in it, was heading up the trail on a snowmobile, and an ambulance was, was ready and waiting for them. I knew he'd be okay. I later learned that the injured skier broke his hip when the other two returned my gear the following morning. Somehow, the doctor said Ian might be skiing again towards the end of the winter. Oh, wow. That's my trip report. Okay. Yeah. So you got your stuff back. And it, I got my stuff back, <laughs> which is pretty cool because I I lent him like a you know three hundred dollar jacket. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, here's my jacket, here's all my clothes, <laughs> you know. And wow. I uh, gave him a thermos of tea, and it's a lovely thermos that I got as a gift many years ago. But it's, did, you know, it's did you say he broke his hip? He broke his hip. How old was this guy? He was probably ten years older than me. So. Okay. Okay. 57 you know probably not probably not 60 um but it was a particularly wow. steep stretch of trail it was yeah. early season snow so there wasn't much base covering rocks mm -hmm. and this was a this was a black diamond cross-country ski trail you kind of had to be very careful and he was bombing down it from what i understand but anyways hips from what i hear from my coworker whose wife is a nurse Hips are very interesting things to break because you could be in a wheelchair for six months or you could be up and walking two months later. So depending on how you break your hip and, and how the break is, and I don't know anything about this personally, but according to him, whose wife works with doctors who works with people that break their hips skiing all the time, hips are very finicky. Dilo, it seems to me that routinely when you go out cross-country skiing someone <laughs> ends up with a broken bone like I, well I, I i will have you know that i went out cross-country skiing today with two other people on some extremely variable conditions and by variable i mean the first half of the dirt. skiing was rocks and dirt mm -hmm. and you know like oh my god why did yeah. dilo tell us to go here and the second half was beautiful and we all made it back alive 
Well, I also have a trip report. First time since March. <laughs> Let's hear it. I know. Um, I went to uh, I went to Taos with um, a bunch of lady friends. We all lived in Crested Butte at the same time, and it was a bit of a reunion. And while we were there, we hiked up um, Devisadero Peak or De- Devisadero. I don't know how they say it there. Uh, the Visadero Peak, um, which is 8,800 feet. It was about 1,500 feet again, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but um, it was it's snowy. A, it, it's a New Mexico 8,000-er. That's right. Um, but it was fun to be like actually be on like a mountain trail and got to hike to a summit and have some snacks up there and um, then a hike down the, the south-facing side, so it was all sunny over there. So yeah, I got to actually go hiking on something that wasn't, you know, I'm not complaining. I love hiking up here behind my house, but it was nice to to do something a little bit different. I did go cross country skiing at a work event, which I'm not allowed to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about it, but only if somebody got injured, I did fell multiple (laughs) times, but not injured. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting an iPhone so I can use the emergency beacon next time I fall cross-country skiing. We need a full test, Triple O. A full real-world test. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not not the test test, but the actual real-world test. So, You got it. You got it. I mean, I think a real test, you actually have to not be in an emergency, right? Like, you have to be in a... Out of water, In a difficult but non-emergency situation. That's, like, the actual use case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a trip that I want to report on, but it's not going to happen until December 30th when I go to the Orange Bowl in Miami to watch my Clemson Tigers play the Tennessee Volunteers. That's all I'm saying. A trip to report on as opposed to a trip report. Folks, when we come back, we've got a very special guest to talk about a trail in Europe that none of us had ever heard of. So, don't go anywhere. Amigos, soy Héctor Cortez, aquí desde Orlando, Florida, y nunca escucho al Trail Show. All right, folks, the Trail Show is back. Tonight we have a special guest who hasn't been on the show since January of 2015. And I, I looked back, I think it was episode 32. And just for reference, we're on episode 125 now. Uh, oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's been almost eight years. This man needs no introduction. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Glenn Van Pesky. Glenn, thank you for being on the show tonight. My pleasure. Very good. So I, I've got to admit, I've been in this trail and hiking podcast game for now 10 years, and I've been hiking even longer. This is a trail I've never heard of. I never heard of it until mm-hmm. you started posting about your hike as you were doing it on Instagram. 
the Alpa Adria Trail, which, which runs through Austria, Slovenia, and finishes in Italy. I don't, I don't want to speak for the rest of my trail show co-hosts, but I had never heard of it. Had any of you all? I haven't. I have never heard of it. No. Nope. And Triple O, no. I, I should throw out there, has done a, what, a 7,000-mile hike through Europe? Yeah, but I, I did not go this route. I mean, I was a little yeah. farther to the, the west. It's a recent trail, too, so that's part of it. Um, you know, okay. they only formed it this year, uh, which we did it um, – was a 10-year celebration, 10-year anniversary of the trail. So, you know, it's a pretty young trail, which could contribute to people not having heard of it. Um, and the the way I ended up on it was a, a friend of mine uh, was hiking in Slovenia, I think last year, and uh, he's quite uh, quite the hiker, done a number on the a number of, I think he's on his third AT section hike. Um, done a bunch on the CDT and the PCT, but he is, um, he was hiking in Slovenia on a trip and they crossed this trail and he says, what's this trail about? And I said, oh, it goes for 750 kilometers from the Grossglückner Glacier in Austria down to the Adriatic Sea in Muja. And being a long distance hiker, he says, well, we got to do that. So he invited a bunch of friends the following year to go do that. And that's I'd never heard of it either. I think if I've got my math right, that'd be about 450 miles-ish. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I still have trouble speaking kilometers. Um. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, okay, so it starts at the at a glacier in Austria. Is that Did I read that that's like on the flanks of the highest peak in Austria? Yes. Yep. Okay. Hmm. And, but, but you don't start at the peak. You start down low. Right. They have a big like welcome center. And um, I mean, the glacier, we didn't, we could have hiked up to and touched the glacier, but of course it's moving away from the trail. So, um, and it was a cold rainy day. So I was like, yeah, let's just keep, start going. What, what was the season you were there? What was the time frame? We, um, we started hiking on uh, August 19th. Okay. And it was, it was colder than I had anticipated. Um, I was huh. wearing pretty much everything I brought for a lot of the time. Was that normal or was that unusual? That it was um, those temperatures? Yeah, people said it was about normal, apparently. Okay. Um, oh. You know, but of course it ranges your, I don't know what the elevation is, but you're up high, you know, in the Alpine, hiking in the Alpine region, and then you end at the sea in Italy. So, yeah, and you've got that going for you. Um, but I figured the, you know, the season is getting on too. So I figured that would even out, yeah. but it didn't. And I just, I was, you know how you're often kind of hiking your last hike <laughs> the year before hiking in Italy. I was, I just remember it being super hot every day. So that was kind of lodged in my mind. POD and I've done some hiking in Spain in August and we melted. Yeah. yeah it can be brutal. <laughs> Except for like one section where it, it was so cold. Like it, it, there was a storm that came through and it was, really really cold so i forgot about but that. but overall it was pretty pretty hot gvp it sounds like you were walking downhill the entire time what? you started at a glacier <laughs> and you got to the adriatic sea right this is just an easy cruise downhill right so strider invited me um and i asked my wife francie if she wanted to go and her first response was hell no 
why would I want to do that? Um, <laughs> I'm not married to a hiker like you are, uh, Disco. Okay. And uh, then I told her, I told her, well, you know, it's all downhill. I mean, you start in the mountains and you end at the sea. And she, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks, she started thinking about it and she thought, well, you know, Glenn's going to be gone like two months and she's fine on her own, but she's decided she'd kind of miss me that long, you know, in spite of being married 40 years. Um, so she said, well, do you think I could do it? And I said, yeah, sure. Um, and then I, then I thought, as I kept telling her it's all downhill, I better check the guidebooks. And it's like, <laughs> okay, on average, maybe, you know, the low, the you end a lot lower than you start, but you know, you're staying in the villages most of the time and you're hiking in the mountains. So like every day you go up and then you go down for the night and then you start back up again. So a lot of elevation. It was, it was a hard hike for her. She is just riddled with arthritis and, um, but luckily it was, it was supported, uh, you know, it's completely planned out and supported. So, you know, she could hike half the day and miss the downhills that were tough on her knees and get a ride with mm. the van. So. Gotcha. So it sounds like you all were, I mean, this sounds very similar to the GR 11 that we hiked in Spain. Like you'd leave a town, you go up, you go down to another town, rinse and repeat. Right. I mean, that's kind of, that seems to be kind of a theme with European hiking, at least in more developed areas, I suppose. But uh, were, were you all staying in hostels or hotels or that sort of accommodations at night, most nights? Yeah, it varied. Um, most nights we were down in the villages in hotels or mm -hmm. guest houses. Um, there were a couple times we stayed in what they call huts, um, mm -hmm. which are a lot different than huts here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're nice. Oh, they were so nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, one was like... Um, uh, ski resort on top of the mountain. And of course, so we, when we showed up in the afternoon, it was crowded with, because people are riding the gondola up. So, you know, they're having beers and eating and kids are running around and they had hang gliders you could do and stuff like that. And then everyone left and there was just the four, three of us that night staying there. It was like, they locked the doors and we wow. were inside. And, hmm. That's kind of cool yeah were the huts cool. were the huts like um like they had like full meal service and everything oh yeah wow and they were very um attentive we were traveling um i'm largely plant-based but we had some strict vegans um hiking with us and you know although they were perplexed by that uh, you know they'd walk up the table okay how many vegans do we have and how many normals <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah. especially at the huts, um, we tended to be kind of smaller groups. Um, they really, you know, wanted to figure stuff out and they they just whipped stuff up that was amazing. That was incredible. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, how much were those huts? You know, I don't know. Um, okay. This was, um, Strider paid for everything. We just had to okay. get ourselves there. Um, I want to hike with Strider. Yeah, yes. can he Strider take the trail show on a hike? I mean, through Europe, it sounds like a great deal. I, yeah, it was pretty nice. I, yeah. I'm still tallying just like our petty cash expenses and stuff, which is going to add up and the airfare. But um, yeah, so unfortunately, I don't know. Um, I did see in the guidebook that, um, you know, if you're staying, they were saying if you're traveling as a couple, like 50, 60 bucks a day. 
um, should cover lodging and food. Um, and okay. maybe, you know, if you're staying in, you know, in nicer hotels or you want to eat lunch at the huts, you know, maybe add another 10 to 20 bucks a day to that. Okay. This, this begs a good question that our audience is going to want to know. Is there, is there an option to dirt bag this thing in wild camp? Mostly? Yeah, there is not. And that's okay. going to be a tough one for your, now I did hear um, the gal, Kathy Dragon at Whole Journeys who organized this for Strider. Um, she mentioned that there was some young woman, I think posting maybe on Facebook or something who was dirt bagging it. And they kicked but, her off the trail. Well, I don't, I, she, I don't know. She I, was asked probably, to leave. You know, she was asked to leave the Alpha Audria. I, yeah, I don't know, but I suspect, <laughs> I, I think she was probably being very stealthy. Yeah. You know, maybe you could do it as one person if you were just like super stealthy, but wild camping is strictly forbidden in um, any of the national parks or the protected areas, which is, you know, 90% of the trail. Um, wow. Apparently there's a hefty fine if they catch hmm. you. Das ist verboten. So if you're, you know, if you're in a town, they have like camp areas that you could camp in, um, okay. in some towns. Okay. Um, you could always camp in the church too. I don't think they'll kick you out of the church. Yeah. So there would be there, you know, ways to do like it, that. but it would, yeah, it would take some, take some doing. You have to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Triple O is our resident European professional stealth camper on the trail show. <laughs> Um, yeah, it sounds much better to just hike with Strider and not worry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was it was nice. I you know we had. I'm looking at the pictures. It's like they're all sunny, but somehow in my mind, it's like man, we had a lot of rain. I just remember a lot of hiking through cold rain. Um, well, so you nice usually that, usually don't it, take your camera out or your phone out when it's raining. So this is true. Yes. You know. Um, but it's so nice after you know just rolling in your cold and wet to you know warm hut and the hot meal and a soft bed and yeah it's mm. a pretty nice way to go wow so was it you didn't bring any like camping pad or sleeping bag or it was all like mm, linens nothing. and actual like mattresses and everything yep wow That's were there long, were there any days. um were there any operas along the trail no were we did ready? not do any no. operas this trip no, no. this no, trip no operas. <laughs> there was um there was a, at one town, I forget, Hulling and Blue, I think there was like the local Friday polka band that they were, mm, Wow! Um, I think they're raising cool. funds for something or other. I didn't quite catch the gist of it, but you could buy schnapps or who knows what. They had booked some ladies kind of wandering around with glasses of something or other. Um, looked like pretty festive uh, occasion. So you're, you're getting your um, dinner every night and I assume maybe some sort of a breakfast as well in the huts? Yeah. Yeah, and most then, of the time we did half board, so it was uh, we got breakfast. Um, and this is, you know, like a European breakfast. I mean, they got meats and cheeses and multiple right. tougher for the vegans. Oatmeal, um, yeah, bread and just tons of stuff. So then you probably didn't really have to carry much in the way of food then, between those two meals. No, I mean you could throw a couple bars in or some. Um, I don't know, maybe half the time there'd be a hut like in the middle of the day and so you could stop wow. and have lunch and a beer at the hut you know it's yeah and a beer super... oh yeah we really got into rattlers like the beer oh, yeah oh, oh yeah my gosh half beer half lemonade that yeah. that sort of deal yeah oh, oh. those are so good 
uh, Skivasa, I think it's called. It's like a kind of a water with some sweet syrup in it. Hmm. Before had, before we move on, alcohol, so she was before we move on from this, did you? buy food in town to like if there wasn't a, a lunch a hot lunch available for purchase did you buy food in town to, to so we had um we had a guide um and actually a variety of you know teams supporting us and they would typically at breakfast they would lay out on a table like a huge spread of stuff so you could pack your own lunch wow okay ah. Whoa. So they had what, stuff for the dude, this sounds like the summer camp. And, is this yeah. was this like a summer camp? Like what's the deal? Like this Pretty is much. like they're like here, here's all the food. You guys take what you want. Sounds bring incredible. It up the, bring it up the mountain with you. And then nice. you eat it up there and then you come back down well, here and we got you covered at the end of the day. All right, talking about food, Ouch. I've got a fairly solid idea of Italian food and, and a somewhat solid idea of Austrian food, but tell me about Slovenian cuisine. They're known for a couple of things and it was um easier on the vegans once we got to slovenia and i'm huh. they're gonna kill me for not remembering they have a soup that they're famous for and then like a stew and they put mm. um like buckwheat in it you stir it in it's like super yeah. filling oh, super wow. yummy um sounds hearty yeah super hearty it doesn't have meat you can get um the normals could get the mm. like cracklings on it or something, or you could mm -hmm. get a little sausage to put with it. Um, but the yeah, normals. it was easy to. It please, was, yeah, I, I, I just, please I don't just, be vegan. I just, please I just don't be vegan. A lot of meat focused meals here. Please yeah. don't be vegan. That's a, uh, Jamie Foxx uh, bit. bit. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen that. It's pretty, no, pretty great. Yeah. There's a saying about the lion that eats meat sleeps most of the day, but the, what is it? The hyena who's the gazelle, the gazelle who eats plants runs like the wind until they're caught by the lion and eaten. Oh, come on. <laughs> P.O.G. You ruined, you ruined my on. analogy. He was trying to make a point. He was trying Apex to make predators, a man. Apex predators. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to that. But yeah, yeah. Food, food in Slovenia was great. Okay. What about the water on the trail? Did you drink wild water on the trail? I did. Um, you did. They, they had a lot of spigots uh, kind of in town centers and stuff. And you could just, oh, yeah. you know, just running, mm -hmm. which living in the high desert just blows your mind that there's that much water, but, um, right. <laughs> but so you could fill up your bottles there. Um, and then a lot of times they had little pipes coming out of Springs, um, mm. in the mountains. Okay. Yeah. And so I would fill up in those. I didn't, was there a lot of poop in the mountains? Uh, there was a lot of animals in the mountains. That's yeah. one unique thing. It's like, you're used to kind of wilderness here where it's nothing but you and wild and there. Like they use everything. It's like you're walking through the forest, but it's somebody's woodlot. You know, they're chopping okay. trees down and they got cows grazing and goats and sheep. And Question about the, the, the piped like spring areas. Did you encounter any Europeans that you relayed the fact that you got water from the piped springs in the, in the mountains <laughs> and they were absolutely horrified that you had done that? Uh, no, we didn't really okay. have that conversation. Okay. Um, but I, 
I would guess that most of them drink it. I mean, I don't know. I always figure yeah. if there's a pipe, someone put it there for a reason. Well, I asked that because when POD and I were on the GR11 in Spain, we routinely filtered water from, you name it, all kind of backcountry mm -hmm. water sources. And routinely we encountered Europeans that asked us where we would get water. And when we told them we were filtering, they were like, they were horrified. Mm-hmm. And we're they like, would no, just we drink it out of the streams. No, no we, we were. No, they bring all their water from town. Oh, yeah. They oh. would bring all their water yeah. from town. Oh, all wow. of it. And we would never bring all our water from town. We would never bring <laughs> more than a liter from town. Especially when you know you're heading uphill first thing, yeah. right? So, so yeah, I, exactly. Anyway, but were they like, were these the hikers who were also wearing big leather boots? Of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like Glenn, all is of that Europe. is that a thing you noticed in Europe? Were there a lot of big leather boots on people? We saw uh, some, yes, and we have a uh, we have friends. Uh, he's Bavarian. Um, his wife actually sings opera. Um, oh, back to the opera. Back to the opera. Yep. Yeah. And we'll get to the opera. We sent. Uh, <laughs> there's. You always end up with opera, right? Um, <laughs> we sent him. Francis, I think, sent him my gear list or something, and he was horrified. Oh, know, because he, he spent a lot he of time. He thought you were going to die. And, he thought you oh, yeah. were going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. He says, you know, these sure, are, I understand you're a hiker, but yeah. you are going to die and it's going to be on my conscience. Never going to make it. Tell you. Never no, you know, he it. was like Yagna. beside himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Did you encounter hikers that were, even though they were sleeping in in beds each night, they were carrying like 100 liter, 120 liter packs Oh yeah. from, from town to town? Yeah, there were some heavily laden hikers, and I could not figure out. Yeah, what's in those packs? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> You're sleeping I, in a bed every night. I brought, You're well, fed. they brought all their they brought all their water from town. Yeah, maybe three gallons. I mean, they might not have been wearing <laughs> yes. the same thing every day. Either. Yeah, yeah, they were they were different clothes to hike in every That's, day. We're yeah, much they more civilized have, than we they are. Probably didn't have pocket squares for their blazer either. Oh, I'm glad you brought up the blazer because. Uh, GVP, we saw a photo of you in a very nice blazer, but you had your pack, I think, for the for the trail. Like, what what's going on there? You know, I love packing light, and even if I'm not going to have to carry everything all day, I still got to get on the plane with it. So, uh, you know, I was basically, the Vagabond's basically a day pack, so I fit everything for eight weeks of travel in that, which, of course, you don't need tents and Right. Water treatment, cooking, all that kind sleeping of sleeping bags. Was there a sleeping bag or no? Nope, not no. even a sleeping okay. sheet. Wow. Nope. Huh. Um, but you know, you're in town and we were at some nice places. So, and Europeans tend to dress a little nicer than probably your average American, especially your dirtbagger yep. American. Um, so you know, I wanted to represent the country well and look snappy at dinner. So Nice. And that was one of my learnings from Italy is I brought two pocket squares this time because you want to change it up, you get tired of the same pocket square. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. For, for our listeners that are not aware of what the pocket square is, could you just tell us what a pocket square is? Yeah, is that like a crotch pot? Like and, and by <laughs> listeners, I mean me. What's a pocket square? I have no pocket idea what square, a pocket square is. Think bandana. Yeah. But think bandana in a nice print out of silk uh -huh. that's folded in a creative way. Oh, and you put it in your pocket. And you put it in your suit jacket pocket, yes. And it like hangs out a little bit. 
Well, it depends on how you fold it. I prefer okay. kind but of it a could, sail it, fold. But if you like fold it, or it could like hang, like a, a little triangle could protrude from the front of your pockets to show that you have a little bit of distinction to yourself. Yes. Okay, Hilo, cool. do, it does double duty as a pre-filter for backcountry water sources too. Just, hmm. just want to throw that out there. Well, because everything has to have two or three uses. Isn't that correct, Glenn? Correct. Should we move on to that subject there? What what was the ulterior use, alternative use for your blazer? Mm. Like maybe like a, a emergency sleeping blanket? Yeah, you could roll it up, use it as a pillow, pillow. You for extra warmth. But if yeah. you rolled it up as a pillow, wouldn't it get wrinkled? No, this was a Bluffworks blazer. It's Ooh. crazy. You can, you can roll it up and just shake it out. You can wash this thing in a hotel sink. What? Dry. Yep. It's wow. crazy. What's oh, that's out? cool. It must Is be it made out thin. of Cuban fiber. It's made out of Cuban fiber. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can have a Cuban fiber pocket square if you want it. Okay. <laughs> oh what's God. the other? What's the other fabric that's really hip now? The uh, ultra. Or, I don't know. Who never knows? mind. We won't go there. We don't need to go there. <laughs> what about? I don't, I don't remember the what it is. Beauty of the trail itself. Yeah. Was it a beautiful trail? Did you enjoy the? <laughs> the mountains or was it more of like historic sites or valleys how was it, was it it was a neat thing because you got all of that um you know i like wilderness and being in the mountains and not seeing anybody or anything really um and you got some of that although i mean generally you could almost always see some civilization something you know because it's europe and people have been living there for thousands thousands of years and they're using everything pretty much. Um, but, you know, you've got beautiful mountains. They have those, you know, deep alpine valleys. So you could, I mean, I have pictures that look like they're drone shots, but I'm just sticking my phone over the edge of the trail. You know, wow. you'd mm -hmm. swear you're in a plane or a drone shot. I mean, they're so steep. Um, you get used to like walking around cows, you know, there's a cow on the trail and they don't move. So you got to walk around them. Uh, um, and then just the history uh, was amazing. There's sites you go by with little uh, little chapels that were built with stories about, you know, thanks for some battle or something. You go through um, a, a World War I fortification line that's kind of preserved as a UNESCO site that you can wander through. Um, there's just so much history there. It's, it's incredible. Glenn, you know, this a different, is... Different scale than us. This is a slightly off topic, but somewhat related. Did you, while you were in Slovenia, did you hear any stories or tale of world famous long distance swimmer, Martin Strell? Not that I recall. No. He's an interesting dude. And the only reason I bring him up is because, you know, as, as long distance hikers, um, it's kind of interesting when we find someone else that does long distance things. Oh, look at that pocket square that just Gosh, flashed just up on the screen. Oh. It's so elegant. That's for Dilo there, so you can see. The is that is that just one thing, or is that three of them? No, that's one carefully folded. Wow, into like three triangles. That's styly. Huh. Martin Strell swam the length of the Yangtze River, the Mississippi <laughs> River, and um, the big river in Brazil, the Amazon. The Wait, Amazon did, River. Did he swim those rivers with a pocket square? He did not yes. have a pocket square, but he had support. Oh, okay. There was a boat that would follow him along, but he literally swam the length of those rivers. And he's from Slovenia. He's probably 
the most famous sports figure in Slovenia. But anyway, I digress. I'm surprised we had, our mm. our guide was Slovenian. Actually, a couple of them were Slovenian. So I'm surprised they didn't, mm. or maybe they just mentioned that. I didn't remember it. Oh, they're, pretty, let's, they're fond of their poets. And let, let's get back to the trail real quick. You talked about a guide. Do you need a guide to hike this trail? Why did you all have a guide? I mean, I understand you're kind of like a group. You're on a tour. Somebody's paid for all the accommodations ahead of time. Can you just go out and hike this and like roll into town and like look for a place to stay? You could. Yeah, you you don't need a guide. Uh, we had a guide for the first week to make sure we could kind of find our way. But I mean, if you can read a map, I mean, they have an app that you can follow Ooh. and it's pretty well signed more in the mountains than as you get lower. But and sometimes they conflict, you know, between the map and the but it's, mm -hmm. That's I mean, how it you is. guys are yeah. used to that. Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. You figure it out. So we didn't really need a guide. You know, some of the people, it was, it was a roving trip. There was kind of a core group that started and then like one big group that came out for a week and then they left another big group joined for a week. So it was, it was kind of a roving cast of characters. So I think the, the guides, they were guides slash support were managing people who weren't, you know, weren't hikers basically. Mm -hmm. So, but if yeah, you were the, if you were the quintessential dirt bag hiker, who knew that they couldn't wild camp, you could go out and do this trail and carry a little bit of water from town and then roll back into town in the evening and secure some accommodations and probably just pull it all off. Yeah, it depends on when you were doing it. You might want to have the accommodations reserved ahead of time. If it's uh, busy. Yeah, like August is going to be. Right. The thing is, like in August, a lot of the Europeans are taking vacation. So the hotels, you know, they've got a family of four that but is maybe going to be you... there for a week. Yeah. Maybe you got it's going to be there for days. So maybe you have a tent that you or a very lightweight shelter that you could pitch in the in the cemetery or something for those occasions. You know, like no nope. church. I keep going back to the church. I keep going back to the church because I know in Europe they're do they do they frown on camping in the church ground if you ask. You know, I don't know. I don't this know. Wasn't I your, this wasn't your experience. Yeah, out out of order. This is probably more. This isn't show. the hunchback of Notre Dame. You can't claim sanctuary in any <laughs> church you go to. You can't just roll in there and say, "Hey, can I sleep here?" Well, probably you know, and if not. it was, you know, if it was, if it was one of you, and yeah. you know, you had the nice D'Lo smiley face, um, you could yeah. probably pull it off. You know, yeah. well, I mean, we were a group of like but, eight, so yeah, that's oh, different. Yeah, and that every night, you're like every night, hey, can I camp in your church with my seven friends? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, if you just, I like feel me. like even by yeah. yourself, I, I just think that that's not, that's just not the vibe in, yeah. in European so that's towns. To, that's good to get and out think, there because, you yeah. know, like you can't roll in there being like dirtbag American, be like, hey, I'm just going to like stealth camp here. Yeah, actually, no. It's, you're and not, that's the thing really too. As an American, I think you need to be more sensitive about, mm. you know, the image that you're portraying or stereotypes that you're living up to and i think i think if you're traveling by yourself and you really do want to dirt bag it i mean i think you got to hike out of town and and like make it work on some weird you know lumpy ground or like sleep slopey on the, hill sleep on the trail or, for like six hours yeah. before you know other people start coming up in the morning that's right yeah i think that's what you got to yeah that's fine too yeah well and the other thing is you have to remember it's not the wilderness isn't like it is here i mean you got a lot of fences you got animals mm -hmm. in there and stuff it's not like hey i'll just find a level spot behind this tree because it's some guy's field yeah i mean disco and i like we we a couple times we camped in random spots and we were like definitely like 
in a sheep farm or whatever and it's wide open Spain so yeah so it's like it's very unnerving you know and and you don't know where the farmhouse is to go ask permission you could be you know 10 miles from there so you can't just like you know roll up and I I I guess it's an important thing to consider when you're thinking about going to Europe and doing a long distance hike I think you gotta win in Rome do as the Romans you know it's Mm -hmm. like if this trail, if this is a designated trail that has a really extensive hut system, and they frown upon wild camping, then you probably shouldn't wild camp. You know, Which unless means it's an emergency. You, you also may need to be prepared to spend more money yes. than you otherwise would have. Yes. Or maybe, yeah. you know, maybe in town you, you know, use a couch surfing app or something like that. So instead of staying at hotels, mm-hmm. you know, you're finding some cheap. You know, like-minded European still, person that you could cross with. Still, plenty of hostels in larger yeah. European towns and things like that. What yeah, about- a lot of this is in kind of a little more remote rural areas, so that could be okay. hard. Yeah, yeah, not so much the touristy places. Yeah. GVP, what about the trail itself? Was it a buffet of surfaces, or was it mostly single track trail, or were you also on roads? Like, what percent? If if you had to throw percentages at this. 750 kilometer line what percent was trail what percent was road and what percent was other <laughs> um, if there is overall, another I, I don't know i'd probably say like maybe 40 percent single track 40 percent kind of dirt road forest road farm okay. road kind of stuff mm-hmm. and maybe 20 percent actual roads like paved roads paved roads okay that'd be my guess and what about getting to the trail and then getting leaving the trail? Like, uh, where where do you fly in in Austria? What's the so closest airport? Uh, it's easy to fly into Salzburg. That's kind of what they recommend. Um, okay. And of course, it was easy for us because Striders people just picked us up. I mean, we went a couple of days early, um, but a couple of people couldn't make it when we started. And so they came a couple of days later and they just took the train right to the little town we were staying at. So. Okay. You know, between an airport and a train, you could you could easily get to the start. And then once you dip your toe in the Adriatic Sea, and it's all buttoned up, where do you go to leave? You what, can what's... fly out of um, you could fly out of Trieste, which is right there. Or we spent a couple of days in Venice, and so we flew out of Venice. Oh, is Venice cl- somewhat close to the end of the yeah. trip? Yeah, it was like a I don't know hour drive or something like that. Yeah. Oh God, that's nothing. Okay, so a little little venice sightseeing tour you know yeah at the end that doesn't yeah. sound too bad yeah oh, nice can you actually get in the adriatic sea at the spot where it... you know that was like a it's something we wanted to do right um and we really couldn't i mean they're i don't know they're all like walls and yeah. uh yeah i don't know i, I kind of wished and you're kind of over and you know some people had left already and mm. i don't know that's I wish we'd been able to figure that out, but we couldn't. So if I was there by myself, I'd probably work a little harder at that. Yeah. Um, And as far as planning goes, like you mentioned the app, but if you had to point hikers to like, I don't know, a website or two, or maybe a guidebooks or whatever, what would you recommend? Like people that are interested in this trail? Oh, there's Venice. Yep. That looks nice. Wait, that's yeah. not the that's not the hotel in Las Vegas, is it? No, that's the real. <laughs> no, that's the real deal. The Venetian? Okay. No. I always get confused uh, when I see pictures like this. I always yeah. go back to that Las There's Vegas. There's nothing in Las Vegas that that you you 
you go through canals with boats, Dilo. I, I no, don't there know. is the, the, the Vegas Venice recently. Hotel. Yes, the, yeah, there is <laughs> the Venetian. The, yeah, the Venetian man. That's, I, I always get okay. confused. It looks it looks very similar. Uh, GVP, what resources? Where would you point people to do? They want to do some research on this trail. So um, there's a Alp Adria Trail guidebook uh, by Rudolf Abraham, okay. uh, published by uh, Brad B R A D T. Oh, there we so go. That's you we'll know, post a super, link to it. Super um, exhaustive, bunch of good information, and then you know they also have like more succinct kind of guidebooks that just have they have the maps they have little mm. information about each segment there's all sorts of other resources of uh, you know like an overall maps you can kind of keep track of of where you are on it but can't really use it for navigation there are 43 different stages um so you know it's an easy way to kind of break down the hike yeah okay i also want to point people to instagram um, the handle is G Van Pesky, and you've got photos from the Alpa Adria on your Instagram account. We'll post a link to that too, so people can actually get a glimpse at the trail. Is there anywhere else you'd point people on the web to take a peek at the trail? I is think this, they, they have some pretty good pictures on the Alpa Adria trail site. Okay. Is that a decent, is that a, would you recommend that website? Because I'm looking at the maps now on that website. Would you recommend it, the Alpa Adria, for just kind of yeah. getting started? Alpa Adria, Alpa dash Adria dash Trail. Yeah, and the the app is really good too. Um, okay, you have to they be careful make... to download the maps ahead of time so you've got them because you know you're in and out of cell service. But it was great being able to see kind of where you were on the trail and saved us a couple times. Nice. Any anything else about the Alpa Adria that our listeners should know before we? bid you adieu for the evening uh no i mean most people spoke english okay always we got better at our german and italian i never did get any slovenian in um <laughs> yeah. I bet. You know, we didn't have any problem there were atms around you could get cash <laughs> pretty readily uh trail marking was good and you had self-service yeah. most of the way self-service yeah most of the way okay Sounds awesome. No, it was a great trip. Yeah, a different kind. Like I mean, great... I kind of prefer, you know, sleeping on the ground and sure, huddled under a tarp and things like that. But um, you know, once you get used to, uh, one guy on the trip says, "I think this might have ruined me for regular back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the food alone, the the, yeah. the dinners and the breakfast. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, no, it was nice. It was a good, a good change. Something different. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight to educate us all about a trail we didn't know a thing about. And um, let's not let it be eight years again until we have you on the next show. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great. Awesome. All right. Thanks, GVP. Happy holidays. Okay, you too. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got a hotline call and we've got a trail tip from the German vampire and maybe a question for Mike DiLorenzo. Don't go anywhere.
Hi, this is Mr. Money Mustache, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, folks, the trail show is back. We had a hotline call tonight. Triple O, can you cue it up? Sadly, just one trail show nation. So I'm pretty disappointed in you. But here it is. It's a little bit of an advertisement, a little bit of a hey, trail show. This is Dorito from Kentucky calling in to advertise uh, something I'm not directly uh, connected to. So I'm the unofficial advertising arm of the Chapeau Trace Hiker Challenge. Just want to get people aware in Kentucky, Tennessee, or even southern Indiana, southern Ohio. There's an 11 month long hiker challenge, so you can section race one 30 mile weekend at a time, one weekend a month. Um, and you have to do no planning. It's all the shuttles are all planned. The uh, Sections all have notes written on them. Um, the It's on the Far Out app. So this is an excellent opportunity if you don't have time to do a through hike this year to do the hiker challenge on the Sheltoe Trace. If you want to learn more, go to the Sheltoe Trace website and Dorito app. I'm actually glad Dorito called in because we have never featured the shelter we trace oh, as we our trail that. of the month. Yep. What? We Kentucky. Do that. And it Dang. sounds like Dorito is either doing this challenge or perhaps he's already hiked the shelter we trace. So Dorito, my email is disco at the trail show.com. Shoot me an email. Let's talk. We want to feature the ST <laughs> at some point. STT. STT. Yeah. Okay. I think shelter is one. Oh, shelter we trace yeah. trail. Shelter is one word, yeah. Shelter we trace trail, or I think it's just the shelter we trace. No, see, we don't even know. We don't even know enough. Oh to my know. god, is it a trail yeah. or is it a trace? We don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah, Dorito. And is, I, I want to get Dorito and Frito in a room together and see them duke it out. <laughs> Have them. So you can eat the most chips in one night. Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> 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 That's a terrible joke. All right. Yeah. Let's yep. do it. Who can eat the most chips? So we had a <laughs> uh, trail tip from the German vampire, or do we want to mention our donors first, POD? Oh, it's up to you. I'm always down to mention the donors. Let's go with the donors then. Okay. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get ready. Dilo, are you ready? Get ready. No, not really. Hold okay, on. Go. Okay. Bernard Wolf. Hey. Oh, Russ, Bernard. not fuss, kinder. Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Bobby Walter. Trevor, smoke it if you got it. The Bowman. Bowman, send the beer to Boulder. Nah. <laughs> keep, keep bringing it to us. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane Pinkers. Stein. David Chasm, the Elf Viddy. Justin oh, Knowles. Quality. Ingrid Gerard. Snowy Pat Vermont. the Bouncer Dixon. Don't drop. The Weekend. Stephen the Hustler Russell. Am and the Brute Bruce, Renee, Shira, Patrick, Leslie, the Haggis Attic Greenwood, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha, Honeydew Codet. Put those chickpeas in your salsa. What? Tim Williams, Tommy the Meat Popsicle, Stevens, Joseph, Pecker, Aro, Brandon, Love Lady, Shira the Switch Lady, and Brian the Big Mac, Namara, Patty, Sisu, Mattiscal. Oh, Mattiscal. Phil, Felipe, Gilbert. Gilbert, 
Dave, the ancient geode hail. I see geode all the time on the trail. I bet you do. Tony, Sheboygan Brewing Pits. Kenosha Kickers. Rachel, Die, Bam, and Die. Die, Merchant. Dant. Ho. Mpson. You sure it's not Richie Rich. Wait, wait, wait. You sure? Lemuel Glasgow. Dan Mark, the nuclear farmer, Homer. Eric, the robber son. Daniel, Fun Dip Sharp. Kill Bill Control. Woody, Yukon Caboose Base. Matt, Frantum. Tim the Hooch Hoochins, Hoochie Paul Hoochie. True Love, Curtis Ware, the, Tyler the, the Kerminator, Kermoade, Ray Fetch, Ooh, Andrew Paget, Pat Pipkin, Kurt Leocre, Scotty Pipkin, Flash, Flash, Bob Hobo Evans, Bob Hope, Kristen, Fancy Mac, Hard Tone, Get a job, I want to tell you. Victor Flamingo Newton, Simon the German Vampire, Rosenfeld. Simon says. Simon. Uh, Marvin, Maverick, Castor, El Hagador. Go Cats. No down. And Jack, (laughs) Thigh High Billings. Thigh High. Hey now. Wait, Marvin. El Maverick, El Hikador. That's correct. He didn't no send calls. us any audio. Where is he? He's out, he's, he's, he's out of cell phone minutes. So uh, I hope he's doing okay. He's he burned the ball last month. He's huh. in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> okay. I wonder what he's doing down there. Hugging a cactus. He's probably cheering for Arizona yeah. State. That's right. He's now doing... call no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What have you done, Triple O? I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to get some, about some nasty grams now. <laughs> Good call out of him on that mm-hmm. one, I bet. P.O.D., did we have any one-offs? No, just the uh, beer and the coffee that outs? was sent only to us. Um, <laughs> what, are you looking at your like computer it... screen? <laughs> no, I'm looking at you. I mean, um, yes. Did, did you I, get a I got, we got a shout out right here. We got Joseph, not oh, yes. Joseph Richie's annual Tim Up calendar. Yeah. Anybody know I anything about, about that? that? I have no idea what that is. Did Joseph, not Joseph Richie, send you a calendar? So many moons ago, this calendar, we received a calendar from Joseph, not Joseph, of him <laughs> in the wilds and all kinds of suggestive poses. And then it became a thing. Like he sent us one every year. I got to get it. It's on the floor. And, uh, and then we didn't get one last year. So sad. But then, but, but then, then we, we did. Today. You got, got one right here. Today. Let's see it. Oh, Let's wow. See it. And it's, there's some scandalous photos in this calendar. We can put a, we get to put a picture up somewhere for our listeners. So trail show listeners, worry not because I am going to post a picture at the start of every month of <laughs> oh, our Instagram. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, wow. That's, yes. you got to give that's terrifying. a quick show. Yeah, show. give us a quick show. We got to see this. Wait, bring it down. What? what He's laying, laying on a log. log. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Show, show him the one of the duck, the inflatable duck. <laughs> Elegant. <laughs> no, you're not even, she's not even showing you the good ones. I just opened up to a random one. 
Oh wow! Look at that guy in the dock with the umbrella. Oh, in the gosh. rain. Yeah. All right, let dock. me show you That's the romantic. Holy cow! <laughs> if you're not following our Instagram to see these, you should do it immediately. <laughs> He's on a pool oh, wow. and, a, and a giant swan. That's not a duck, dude. That's a that's a swan. It's a giant swan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a man we've never met in person in our life, and we get a calendar every year. Look oh at wow! This. He's got a he's got like a a buoy, yeah, with no <laughs> shirt. Story his, trash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna every month. I'm gonna put these up. Coming to Trail Show Nation. That's right. All right. We've got a trail tip from the German Wampire. This is Ooh. the Vampire. Hello, Trail Nation. This is the Vampire, official trail correspondent for Europe for the trail show. I'm here with a snow stake review. Currently, I'm in Sarajevo, Bosnia, uh, killing six hours waiting for my bus, which is late, walking around in a residential area, which still has quite a lot of uh, holes from shells and bullets in uh, all the buildings I'm walking past to kill the time. So here's my review of the Disco Snow Stake system and I found five uses for it. Number one, you can use it as a tent stake, obviously. Number two, you can use it as a so it's quite good to dig it's quite good to push without hurting your hand number three you can use it as a spoon works quite well I tried it on granola and couscous don't know uh, how it works for noodles you might want to watch if you sharpen it while digging then it might not be very good as a spoon number four it's uh, quite good to scratch your back so it's quite handy better than a, a tent stake so you can scratch your back next use is you can uh, use it as a shoehorn so it's curved and when you're stiff and so in the morning from a day of hiking you can use it as a shoehorn quite handy and last use is it's quite good to fling small stones or spitballs at your fellow hikers. So these are the alternate uses found for the snow stake system. Vampire out. So I never actually thought about the shoehorn idea with that snow stake, but it, it would absolutely work as a shoehorn because it's kind of wide and it's kind of shoveled. It's in the shape of a shoehorn. It's metal. But all the other uses, I mean, except for that last one, yeah, that all makes sense to me. Although, I don't know, I've got kind of a mental block with using the implement that I dig a cat hole with to also put food in my mouth. That's just me. Yeah. It's probably just a hang up, you know. But you're, you're digging the hole before the poo, so it should be fine. As long as you're not touching the poo with the, with the tent stake afterwards to kind of tamp it down in the hole. Yeah. That's right. No time tamp. is a yeah. flat circle, POD. I don't yeah. know. You never know. <laughs> but I mean, uh, if you just wash it later. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> totally cool. Or sure. you could just use like a plastic spoon. I don't know. Or a rock. Well, you could steal a spoon from no, a cafe. Wait, wait. 
No, no, you can't. You can't steal a spoon from a cafe if you're wearing a pocket square and a blazer. Like, dude, you can't do that. You're rolling in there. You got your blazer, the pocket square. You're like drinking bottled water. You can't steal a spoon. It's not cool. It's Europe, man. They let you do that in Europe. No. Hashtag socialism. No. No. (laughs) It's not okay, man. You can't. you're, You're letting down your fellow Americans by stealing those plastic spoons from the restaurant. Do I need Set to a bad example? There's no private property again. over there. <laughs> Set a bad example. Real, You're giving man. all Americans real. a bad name. I'm going to go to Europe in like 10 years from now. I'm going to roll in there and they'll be like, oh, you know out of order, don't you? And he stole spoons from us. You can't eat here. And they'd be like, what the f- talking about, man? Talking about? And yeah, and you're going to ruin it for me because of you and your plastic spoon stealing. It's just not cool, man. you gotta get a grip man yeah did you get any questions for ask a hiker this month yeah the question was like what do you do when your like fellow hiker steals a spoon Spoon? (laughs) and and you're really pissed off about it because he's like he leaves the restaurant with the spoon and then you gotta explain to the waitress what happened to your spoons and it's just like really not cool, man, because you're just like left to sit under the bus as it drives away with the spoon in the driver's mouth, man. And it's just like not what you want to have happen to you. Well, I just give him the German vampire's phone number and then All right. he can deal with it. Okay, hold on. I'm starting to calm down. Okay, settle down, man. <laughs> Take a breath. Yeah, I'm gonna take a couple deep breaths. Four seven eight breathing, man. Four seven eight. Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some yoga. Kundalini. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Did a little yoga. I queued up the music. All right. I need need another moment. Hold on. Okay. Take your time. Uh, Okay, I think I'm ready. Tonight, we have a question or two for the Ask a Hiker. Question number one. Greetings, Trail Show. My name is Yardstick, and I plan to hike a calendar year Triple Crown this year. Not only that, but I'm going to go for the self-supported calendar year Triple Crown FKT, also known as the SSCYTCFKT. We've been reaching out to all of the various hiking podcasts to see if they're willing to help me get answers to the following questions. So, of course, I had to reach out to the longest running hiking podcast on the planet. First question. Do you have any tips for hiking the calendar year Triple Crown and looking to set the FKT? Maybe some speed hiking suggestions or suggested sections in certain seasons. Any advice that you have or that your listeners might contribute would be much appreciated. Second question. Would the trail show be willing to sponsor me on my self-supported calendar year Triple Crown FKT of the SSCYTC FKT Trail? With recent economic wobbles due to interest rate rises, my funding has taken a hit, so I need all the help (laughs) I can get. In exchange for sponsorship, (laughs) I'd be willing to submit monthly dispatches from the SSCYTCFKT trail hike, fully edited and ready to drop into the show. Thanks in advance, and I look forward to hearing from you. I step north on January 1 at midnight. Yardstick. Wow. (laughs) 
So that's the SSCYTCFKT trail, people. If I can, I'd like mm -hmm. to to start with a, a um, just a slight little piece of advice. Just a yeah. little. All right. So my advice is. <laughs> Wait, was that a was that a sound effect? What just happened there? Was that a real, honest to goodness sound effect? Wow! Back to Trail Show episode one. I right? haven't heard one of those like in you know since before the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Wow. Normally, I, I insert them in in post-production, D'Lo, but that one was on the fly. <laughs> oh, right. my gosh. I'm, I'm so sorry. I actually, what about, I actually what? do have some good advice. I think oh, yeah, this for is, the SSC I don't understand, honestly, why people haven't done this before. Yeah. But if you think about the Appalachian Trail, it's uh, a journey of 5 million steps, right? So you need to shorten your steps because if you shorten your steps, you'll be able to take the 5 million steps much faster. I don't know why people are taking normal steps. Don't you mean to take to your steps longer? You mean to take no, no, no. Steps you got to so shorten you the steps step. so you get the 5 million steps faster and then oh. you're done. Huh. <laughs> but wait a minute. <laughs> okay. That's all right. That's that works, good advice. That could be some good advice for, for hiking the, hold on. I you could finish the AT that... in like Virginia if you do it right. Huh. The SSCYTCFKT, also known as the SSCYTCFKT Trail. Oh God! Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I, um, you know, I'd like to speak to his request for a sponsorship from the Trail Show. Oh yeah, let's do um, it. We actually just had a uh, a Trail Show ambassador, Richard Skittles Larson, that hiked from Key West to the the top of Minnesota, and that's true. We will give you yardstick the same deal we get we gave him, which is the trail show coughed up enough money to buy him one uh, accordion style foam sleeping pad. <laughs> and my pledge to you, yardstick, is that the trail show will purchase for you one Ozark Trails brand accordion style <laughs> foam sleeping pad you just give us an address and we'll send it out and you're All right. officially a sponsored athlete that's sweet that's an awesome deal that's I like a, it i mean I, I don't think you could ask for anything more on the sscytcfkt trail yeah. i mean <laughs> this is brilliant all right moving on from the sscytcfkt trail hike is there a second uh, we question have, Yes, there is okay. actually. Greetings, trail show. Just an observation or a curiosity of sorts. Is D'Lo any relation to the famous YouTuber named Wheezy Waiter? There is a striking <laughs> resemblance there. Thanks from the Wolfman's brother. Now, I kind of feel like this question was a fabricated question. I'm not sure. No, no, man. The, the, the question was a call-in from last like, month. Really? Like, no, it's a new one. It, it just came in last week. Like, maybe oh, this wow. person didn't listen to the last show. Because oddly enough, we also had figures. someone call in um, to ask Well, nobody, nobody listened to the last show. No, of course not. But, but D'Lo... <laughs> Could you speak to the Wolfman, Wolfman's brother's observation? He's looking it up right now. I can see him looking at his other no, monitor. I actually don't know who Wheezy Waiter is, so no, oh, I Oh, come on, man. 
Well, no, I there's, don't watch there's any people YouTube out there that think, dude, you I told you I don't watch any YouTube. If I watched YouTube, I would know Match. that Joe O'Day is out oh, for himself my and that Barbara Kirkmeyer is too extreme for Colorado families. But I don't know this because I don't watch YouTube. And I, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, Joe, this is Cream Top. I was just wondering if any of you have ever noticed that D'Lo and Weezy Waiter could be twins. I mean, not only do they look similar in the face, they're both short, they have a similar balding pattern, and both seem to really enjoy their own ramblings and comedy. I think they have similar dance moves, too. Are they related? <laughs> I rest my case. D'Lo, man. Really Trail Show Nation demands an answer. Do you want me to say that I, I am Wheezy Waiter and that everything you know about me is a charade? Is that what you want me to say? Charade. <laughs> is that what you really want me to say? I can say that. I mean, actually, I can't say Admit that. Admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of our listeners are going to have a hard time with that fart audio sound. <laughs> it's just audio. It's not like you got to smell it. That's true. All right, that's it for the Ask a Hiker questions. Okay. We'll leave that second one unanswered. <laughs> wow, man. I feel like, you yeah. know, having Glenn Van Pesky back on the show after eight years and having some sound effects live on the show, I'm feeling a little nostalgic right now about the trail show. <laughs> Why don't we get uh, the late Paul Magnanti on the phone? Oh, now, come on now. We didn't even got a Ouija board. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to bring him up from the dead. I mean, how do you... We might have to bring him up from the dead, yeah. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where the show ends. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Glenn Van Pesky for talking to us about his hike of the Alpa Adria Trail through Austria, Slovenia, and Italy. Many thanks to No thanks for not revealing how to get sponsored by Strider, though. Thanks a lot for that non-advice. We're going to have to pursue that a little <laughs> bit. But many thanks to that one hotline caller tonight. You too can be an audio superstar by calling the hotline at 720-893-2269. Big thanks to our European trail show correspondent, the German Wampire, for his trail tips and reviews from the trail and from Sarajevo. Last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors, Get yourself a couple of lovely stickers by hitting the donate button at thetrailshow.com. Sometimes we're on social media, Instagram, and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're still on Twitter at Trail Show. We're on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you download your favorite shows. Another Trail Show is coming and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back in January for our first annual all-weather get-together, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsensical things. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from an unknown hiker, wise beyond his years, who said, just get yourself to the trail. The rest will figure itself out. For POD, TLO, Triple O, and GVP, I'm Disco. Happy holidays and happy new year. Cheers. Whoop. And thanks to Trevor Bowman. 
We're sending oh, in the beer to Salida. Oh, <laughs> we have a pile of beer that we have set aside. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and one day it might. <laughs> one day. Folder. One day I I may just go to Salida too. I mean, I don't know. Well, there there is a pile of beer here set aside. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if you ever come down to Chafee County. like six hours round trip. Maybe someday I'll do it. There's no amount of mycelium that's going to fix that. Then I, I am Wheezy Waiter, and that everything you know about me is a charade. My name is Grandma Gatewood, and I never listen to the trail show. Call the trail show. Call the trail show. Seven two zero eight five three twenty two six nine. Come down for moose soup after you boys. Hey everybody, this is Disco. This is out of order. D Lo. And the Princess of Darkness. Wishing you and yours a cool Yule and a frantic first. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>